Yevomis Nunamudalev. The more quotes the Mishnah, the details of prohibition regards regards Achos Ishtoi, that Achos Ishtoi she's muteres once the wife dies, no matter if she was he was begarish her, or doesn't matter if she got married to somebody else and then she died, she becomes mutter and so is the Yevoma. So Rav Yosef says, Kan shona Rebi Mishnah Shimatricha. So Rav Yosef said here, Biudanosi taught unnecessary Mishnah. So Rashi says, because the issue, the fact that that's mutter lachamisa, it's obvious, it's a posuk. Toysu says, okay, maybe you need to bring a posuk, but why to repeat it by Yevoma? We know this. So this is an example of a Mishnah Shematricha, and this is the unique case to hear the Gemara quoted that for no other reason, this is a Mishnah Shematricha. Kan Shona Rebbe Mishnah Shematricha. And the obvious question is, why did Rebbe do a Mishnah Shematricha? Rebbe, who was so careful about having the Mishnayas to be very short, very to the point, to facilitate memorizing why did he do a Mishnah which is truly unnecessary? So I think here there are possibly three approaches, and I think that each one of those approaches has something to teach us. Sefra Chrysus, for Rav Kinon, he says something amazing. And he says, you're right, why is that? He says, Matzinu Mishnah The Mishnah sometimes addresses people who are not as smart. The Chidush of Rebbe is that when Rebbe went ahead and he made the Mishnah, there was always an assumption of your audience. You would assume that since the Mishnahs were made and were composed orally, according to the Geoinim and to most of the Rishonim, the Mishnah was an oral work to be memorized by the reciters of the Akarib of the Yeshiva. You would assume that the Mishnahs, Rebbe did them for an academic setting, for a yeshiva setting, and therefore you assumed that the people are people who are going to discuss and who have a knowledge. That's not the case. So says Sefer Christus, the Rebbe understood that his Mishnah has to be available for everybody. So he showed you here that the audience is not only made for people who are even the lowest common denominator. And that's what it says, even even from people who are really ignorant, the Mishnah was made for them also. So I think Rebbe here went ahead and told you exactly what is his audience, and he really basically catered for everybody. That's one possibility. A second possibility is that if you hold like those Shorinim and Shitasagyoinim, like... Um, Shira going that the Mishnah was composed as an oral work, meaning Rabbi never wrote it. Rabbi just created a fixed text that was given to memorize. So Rabbi put in Mishnah's mnemonics ways of allowing you to remember, to make sure that the text was easily remembered. And I think that here the reason why Rabbi brought this Mishnah is be- brought this Mishnah Shematzricha, because if you look at our this last Mishnah has nothing to do with the Perak. Meaning this last Mishnah is going ahead and talking about uh, Mamzerim. What, what makes a Mamzer? Has nothing to do with all the Perak that we talk about. Chalitza, Eishas Chalotzose, Vechule, Vechule. 
So it was very easy for somebody who was repeating the Mishnah to get confused. So perhaps the reason why he goes back to Yevoma is basically to bring the people, the memorizers, back to Yevomis, that they should not confuse and lose the track of what they're doing. So perhaps the reason why the Mishnah goes ahead and talks about something obvious, and according to Toysus, it goes back to Yevoma, even though Yevoma is superfluous, is to bring back the subject to Yevomis, to allow the Tanoim who are memorizing the Mishnah not to get confused. So this was done as a mnemonic, as a way to facilitate memorization of the Mishnah, of the Mishnahis, since this Mishnah is out of context with the entire Perak. So that's a second possible approach. And I think there is a third approach. Because if you look at Achois Ishtoi, it's very, very interesting, right? Achois Ishtoi is somebody who's only also while the wife is alive. And the reason is because it's different than all the involvement is literal, meaning the reason Dr. Asad is because she didn't want the two sisters to basically compete with each other. So as long as the wife is alive, he's also to marry the second. But it's something that makes no sense, because if that is the case, why only if she dies, he becomes Buter and her sister? When he's Megarish her, he should be Buter. But even that, when he's Megarish her and she gets married to somebody else, he can't marry her anyway. So why can't he marry the sister? What's the difference between if she's alive or if she's dead? I think that this already comes, because given the first two tourists we just gave, why specifically by Ahoy Sishtoi, Rebbe went ahead and brought a Mishnah Shinatzricha? But I think the message is much deeper. Rebbe is trying to say, realize, Mishnah Shinatzricha means that you don't need it. But sometimes there is a use, like like Sefer Christus just told you, some people are ignorant, this can have a use, or can be used for a mnemonic. You're right, it's a Mishnah She'inatzricha, but even something She'inatzricha, there is sometimes a use. Rabbi wanted to say that this is the idea of Bayahois Ishtoi. The reason why Ahois Ishtoi is also, as long as his wife is alive, even though he divorced her and she married somebody else, and now he can never marry her again. Because even though this wife appears to be Isha She'inatzricha, in the end there is always a situation that you have to deal with her. Once you married her, no matter if you divorce her, if she went ahead and she married somebody else and you can never marry her again, still, even though she appears to be a Isha Shinatzricha, there are always situations that you have to work together. Sometimes it's children, sometimes it's property. And therefore, the sister is also because she comes to be Tzroyer. Meaning, it's still called the Hoisishto. You need her to die. So Rabbi is explaining why Ahoisishtoi is also once you divorce her. And even also when you divorce her and she married somebody else and she's only mutter if your wife died. Because even though it's a Isha Sheina Tzricha, Isha Sheina Tzricha means that most of the time, but there are situations that you should need. He showed that by showing us a Mishnah Sheina Tzricha. Mishnah Sheina Tzricha is a Mishnah Sheina Tzricha to the vast majority of cases, but there are situations that it is needed. That is the soil of Achois Ishtoi. Therefore, specifically by the aloha of Achois Ishtoi Shemesa, Rebbe went ahead and composed in Mishnah Sheinat Zerichah.